welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking about the films Far From the Maddening Crowd, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Age of Adelaide, Maya the Bee Movie, and Noble. So right now we have with us Willie. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing very well. Um, so you recently saw Far From the Maddening Crowd. Why don't you tell us about this film? It looks absolutely wonderful. Well, Far From the Maddening Crowd is about an independent woman in, in the late 19th century England who has three different love interests that are completely different from one another. And the, the movie tells about her story and how she comes to terms with each of their loves affecting her. Mm-hmm. And it stars Carrie Mulligan, who I absolutely adore. I think she is just so extremely talented in everything she does. So how do you think she was portraying this character? Well, like you, I also love Carrie Mulligan. I've loved her ever since I saw her in, in education back in mm-hmm. 2010. She does a fantastic job in this film. She really knows how to carry a close-up, which is um, a rarity nowadays amongst actresses. I agree. Uh, she, she really conveyed um, so many different emotions, and she was so subtle throughout the film. She fit it very well. Mm-hmm. And this was directed by Thomas Vinterberg. How do you think he did uh, directing this period piece, since I feel like a lot of times that is a struggle for directors when they're doing uh, films that didn't necessarily take place in this decade or century. Well, luckily, BBC, BBC Films was a, a part of this production, and, you know, they um, produce things like Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. So helping out with um, period pieces, with the set and with the costumes. As for his direction, um, I, I commend him for his command of tone and pacing. Um, at times, it, it drug a little for me. The exposition was a little too slow for my taste. But the people that I was you know, watching the movie with seemed to love it. Mm-hmm. And talk to me a little bit about the authenticity of the you know, set and costume design. How, how do you think that was? Oh, it was flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really put me in that era. Um, I, I love period pieces because I love watching you know, the, the costumes and the way they talk and the way they move and the big, lavish set pieces. I, I, it was wonderful. It really set the mood very well. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, since Carrie Mulligan does play sort of an independent woman in an age where that wasn't necessarily the most appropriate thing for young women to do, do you think she came upon any struggles that she had to work through um, and that her character faced? Oh, she definitely did. Um, there's, a, there's a scene in the beginning of the film where she goes to the market to, to sell some grain, and she takes the grain from her grandfather who passed, and a man comes who bought from her grandfather. He would buy five pounds from her grandfather, but only offered her three. You know, and, and she had to fight her way to finally get four pounds, ten pence, which is still less than the man, but she fought nonetheless. There's definitely lots of, um, lots of sexism in this, and it really shows through it. It tells you about the, the time period that this film takes place in. Yeah, well, that seems like a wonderful commentary on sort of women's rights throughout the the ages and whatnot. Um, so what did you think about the cinematography and the visuals in this film, since it is a period piece that is a very important aspect of it? Oh, I adored it. Uh, the British always have a way of being lavish. <laughs> <And> <laughs> their, their cinematography in this is especially beautiful. 
nice nice terrain um you know the flowers the 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 shot composition really is beautiful because he would start he would always start a certain scene letting us know where it is so you'd get that one beautiful shot of the sunset and it, it was it took my breath away at times Mm-hmm. I feel like establishing shots are often like taken for granted nowadays, and and I think it just adds so much to the film when you take time to show off the details of the landscape, and it really just adds to the entire movie watching experience. So I'm glad that they threw that in there. Uh, so both you and I can definitely agree that Carrie Mulligan is fabulous. But what did you think of the rest of the cast? I'm I'm a fan of a lot of the cast, and I thought they all did extremely well. Um, I think that there were some scenes, um, I'm not going to name any names, because, you know, but I think there were just some scenes that could have been acted a little better, you know? Mm-hmm. They seemed to be a little forced emotionally, but for the most part, it was it was all really good. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the soundtrack for the film? Oh, the score is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, um, anytime, what I've learned is that anytime a film has great cinematography, there's usually a fantastic score to go with it. And in this instance, that that rule stayed true. Wonderful. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network, and I am your host, Raven Devaney. Today we are talking about the films Far From the Maddening Crowd, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Age of Adelaide, Maya the B-Movie, and Noble. So right now we are going to continue talking with Willie about the new film Far From the Maddening Crowd, uh, which is all about a young independent woman and sort of her love life and her struggles through society, and it stars the fabulous Carrie Mulligan, who me and Willie have been raving about. So, what are some messages or morals that you stumbled across when watching this film? Well, this film was very um, adamant about what I wanted to say. At times a little too much, in my opinion. But it's saying to, to always follow what's right. Don't let your pride get in the way of doing what's the right thing. And, you know, in the end, if you finally, you know, let your pride settle down and use your mind instead of your heart at all times, things go well for you. And that's mm-hmm. really pushed and preached throughout the entire film. I think that is definitely a strong message and an important message throughout the ages to keep in mind. Um, so as you mentioned, it does follow sort of her love life, and this is a romantic drama. But do you think that the romance ever got to be a little bit too overbearing? Um, or did it have a nice mix of genres in there? You know, surprisingly, the melodrama was extremely well balanced throughout until the very end. In which, you know, I felt like the director was kind of like, oh, well, we've saved up all this melodrama. Let's put it all right here. Mm -hmm. It's not too schmaltzy at all. It's actually all pretty very natural. That's wonderful. But you feel like at the end it kind of climaxed very strongly. Yeah, at the the very end, too. I'm talking about the five, you know, the last five, the five final minutes of the film. It's just, it hits you. It just comes at you, you know. Wow. Um, Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit unfortunate when that happens, but I'm glad that overall the pacing of the film and, you know, the ebb and flow of it seemed pretty well balanced. So, who would you recommend this film for? Oh, this is this is not for um you know, this is not for the the, the teenage boy. Um <laughs> I enjoyed it, but you know, I'm not really all that normal. No, I mean, fans of the book, I talked to people at my theater who read the book. They said it was pretty accurate. So fans of the book should like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good date night movie. If you like Downton Abbey or if you like Atonement or, um, I don't know, In Education, like I said, you're going to like this. 
Mm-hmm. So it's geared for a little bit more specific taste, you'd say? Yeah, it is. This really is a genre film. It's not mm-hmm. a film for everyone. And if you're able to appreciate it, if you have the patience, you'll find that it's it's, it's a pretty enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. And do you have any scenes that were very memorable to you that you'd care to share? Um, yeah, uh, Martin Freeman is one of the supporting characters. I, I've, he's the MVP of the film for me. I and love Martin Freeman. I've always been a fan of his. He's, he's so great. He has this monologue where he, he slowly but subtly breaks down, but not completely. You know, he, he shows that men at that age, at that time, could be emotional, but he also tries to tone it back. And to see his, his inner struggle, it's a great close-up, by the way, his inner struggle, it's, it was fantastic for me to watch. A great piece of acting that stole the show for me. I think he's a fantastic actor. He is in everything he's in, whether it's, you know, comedy or drama. He is just a master of his craft. So I think it's wonderful to see him in a film with Carrie Mulligan, who is also incredible. Um, do you have any characters that stood out to you or that you identified with? Um, I didn't really identify with any of them. Um, it's pretty hard for me to identify with any of them. But as far as standing out, I mean, Carrie Mulligan's character stands out. Um, obviously she's the lead, so it's easy to say, but really she, she does have such a distinct personality, and Mulligan's performance makes sure that her personality never wavers. It's all completely consistent, and that's what I really enjoyed about it, being able to follow her through her frustrations, her happiness, her sadness, all that. It was really a joy. Mm-hmm. And how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I would give this film three and a half out of five stars, because I know that people... You know, I know this film's target audience will enjoy it, and I also know that some people who is not geared towards won't enjoy it. I was kind of in the middle on it, but I give it that, that extra star and a half because I know that this film isn't for everybody, but the people it's for will enjoy it. Absolutely. And um, one more question. Your friends who are in theater who read the book and said it was accurate, did they, although they said it was accurate, did they also enjoy the film? Yes, they loved it. They, they well, really, really liked it, yeah. I am very glad to hear. Guys, make sure you check out Far From the Maddening Crowd. It is in theaters now, so make sure you check that out. Willie, thank you so much for talking with us all about this film. It is always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, from Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. For a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. 
Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. Now, we were just talking about the film Far from the Maddening Crowd, and we're also going to be talking about the films um, The Avengers, Age of Ultron, The Age Adline, Normal, and Big Block Singalong. So, right now I'm talking with Willie on the Avengers Age of Ultron. So, how are you doing, Willie? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? So, um, tell us a little bit about the story of Avengers. Well, the Avengers Age of Ultron is um, a huge cluster of plot, to put it lightly. Basically, um, they face Ultron, and they, you know, they try and fight him, and he tries to divide the team. That's, that's as short as I can summarize that film. There is a lot going on in this film. I can't blame you because it is there's so much going on. So, Willie, I understand that you're not much of a Marvel fan. So, um, did you still enjoy the film? Yeah, I, I'm indifferent to Marvel or DC. Um, I enjoy them. I did enjoy this film a lot. And would you say that um, for for people who are not a big Marvel fan, do you think they can? Um, what do you think they'll be missing if they go see this film? Um, if they go see the film, the one thing they're going to be missing is probably not enough fun. Um, I could go on a rant all day about the film's writing and whatnot, but I'm just going to say this. It tries to mix substance with fun, and at the end, you come out with this feeling of emptiness because it doesn't give you enough of either. Um, it would have been nice if they had gone one direction, but amidst that, it's still so much fun, so I recommend this for everybody. I agree. There is a lot going on, and you feel like I feel like, in my opinion, that this that all the stories 
um, do kind of come together at some point, but it is kind of cluttered, so I can understand where you're coming from, mostly because I'm a Marvel fan, but I can understand where you're coming from. <laughs> so, what do you think about the actors who I feel like are the highlight of this film? The actors? Yes. I, love, I love the actors in this. I'm huge fans of a lot of them. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jeremy Renner. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Samuel Jackson. I think they all do great. But the MVP of the film is James Spader. He has such a great voice, and, and you know he, he rattles off these monologues so, so well. Uh, he, I think this performance should be a performance that inspires the Academy to finally have a voice act category Oscar. I mean, he really does a great job. He, he made me laugh. He even scared me a couple of times. I, I love James Spader in this film. Totally. James Spader is so diabolical and evil, and whenever I hear his voice, I automatically think Blacklist, and it's just perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah, James, he's fantastic. So what do you think about the action in this film? Well, the action sequences in this film are very impressive. Um, I would go off to say that there's this one action sequence. It's one of the best I've ever seen. Just as far as the fact that it's the climax of the film, the, um, you know, the, the panning of the camera, all the action, the, the camaraderie that's going on amidst the characters. It, it's a beautiful piece of special effects filmmaking. It truly is. I mean, just seeing all these wonderful superheroes come together and fighting together is pretty epic, if to say the least. So what would you say that your favorite character in this whole film is? My favorite character? I'm a huge fan of Hulk because I feel Hulk is such a, he's such a deep character. And I feel like um, he's overlooked as just, you know, the big green angry guy. But there's really a lot more to him. And Mark Ruffalo, one of my favorite actors working today, portrays him so subtly, so well. And really, there's a hint of sadness to him. Hulk is actually a very sad man. And I just love exploring that character and seeing how they explore his character. Yes, and I feel like this film does go in more depth of the characters in Avengers. Of course, if you want to really um, analyze these characters, you can go check out the separate films. But... With the characters in all of their own films, I feel like they do really focus on them. Like Hawkeye, more attention is drawn to him, which is, which I appreciate as a, as a fan, but also as a film goer. Yeah, I just wish that you know they would have either gone all the way with the development, because me personally, I felt that they left some things undone. You know, I, I like to put it this way: they didn't come to a definite end, but they started a new beginning. And there's there's just some lingering you know some lingering plot some lingering character developments back there that they leave behind that that makes you want more and you're not sure if you know the ending of the film you're not sure if they're ever going to get back to it and it's it's rather unsatisfying. Well, I also feel like if I may put in my two cents that it also makes Marvel a genius company because they leave you wanting more because Marvel has a whole plan set out of movies going uh, of. Of films, and I feel like they just want to leave you wanting more, and that's what made comic books successful, and that's what makes sequels and movies successful, both marketing but also just anticipation of storytelling. That's very true. If they come back in later movies and they tie this back together, I will gladly, you know, I'll eat my hat. I'll, I'll take everything, <laughs> you know, I'll take everything I've said back. But until then, as you know, as of right now. What I'm trying to warn some fans is that, you know, you might come out of this a bit disappointed and wanting more and not for the better. Well, as I say, keep the audience wanting more, but hey, you never know. Filmmaking industry is a very unexpected but and spontaneous industry. So, 
But thank you very much, really, for talking about the film, and I really do appreciate your opinion about it. Thank you so much. Like I said, this is a great film still. It's lots of fun. I would, I would go see it again. I'd go see it many, many, many more times. Agreed. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and today we're talking about the films Avengers Age of Ultron, Maya and the Maya the B-Movie, Noble. We're also going to be talking about Wildcrats, Shriktastic, and Big Blog Singalong. Right now I'm talking with, uh, with, sorry, with Cameron on Wildcrats, Shriktastic, and also Avengers Age of Ultron. How are you doing, Cameron? Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you very much. So uh, let's talk about Avengers first. So uh, what did you like about Avengers? I liked when I liked about it of the, all the action scenes. It was just amazing. I agree. I mean, the action's amazing. Was there any was there anything about the uh, characters you particularly enjoyed in that film? Well, I enjoyed the Hulk because he just gets very angry, and then he just starts getting green. He'll destroy everything. Totally. I mean, Hulk. Whenever he gets all big and green, is fantastic, especially if he, he's battling the Iron Man in this film. So, Cameron, let's talk about um, Wild Kratz, Stratastic, the TV show. So, um, what can you tell us a little bit about um, the, te- the television show Wild Kratz? Well, it catched, it catched me on... Wait, what was the question again? Tell us, the, tell us a little bit about what Wild Kratz is about. Well, it tells us about the sea creatures of turtles, dolphins, sharks, and octopuses. So it's an educational film, uh, sorry, not educational film, educational show about animals? Yes. And what are our characters doing in this, um, what are they doing to learn about these creatures? Well, they're showing us about how they make, about about the the animals they're learning about we're learning about and and where they come from and how they survive I love little I love television shows about animals I I have a fascination with animals especially sea creatures uh, I understand that it's that how they study them is by using these animal power suits for them to be able to acquire the creatures abilities I understand. Yes. That's cool. I mean, the that's... creature power suits. Creature power suits. So we gone from superheroes to actual real life powers. That's really cool. It is really cool too. So, if you had to pick an animal ability, what would you want? Well, I would want the dolphins because I'm a really huge fan of them. Dolphins are amazing. I mean, they're, they're both smart and also fast, and they're quite adorable, too. Yes, they are, and they're very playful. So, was there any particular favorite scene that you learned about the animals? Well, I learned that how the, the sea turtles defend themselves from the sharks using their shells, and how the dolphins communicate. That's cool. And what did you think about the animation in this film? It's like film, television show. I thought that the animation was very clear, that you could see everything 
everything so good. Well, that's good. And, I'm, and how many stars would you give this? I would give it four out of five stars. And why is that? Well, because I because the older kids that that would like to learn about the animals, they would like to learn about them even more than how the film tells us. So even older kids can enjoy this show. That's nice. Well, thank you so much, Cameron, for talking about Wildcrats and also Avengers. Can I say something about Avengers? Sure, I'd love to. There's a lot of violence that younger kids under the age of eight can't see it. And there's a lot of innocent people getting hurt. That's true. So, kids, if you can't handle violence, you should be aware that there is quite a bit of violence in the Avengers. Thank you for mentioning that, Cam. I, I do think this is a great film, though. I do, too, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. So thank you very much, Cameron. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Real Kids? You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us again the wonderful Willie. How are you doing today? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing very well, and we are going to be talking about the new film, The Age of Adeline. Um, I, myself, am super excited to see this film. It looks absolutely wonderful. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? The Age of Adeline is about a woman that doesn't age. We don't know specifically why, and the film tells us that we don't specifically need to care. One day, a new man, a new love, walks into her life. That's the antagonistic force that drives the film. Mm-hmm. And I personally am a huge fan of Blake Lively, so I was super excited to see that she has her own feature-length film. How do you think that she and the rest of the cast did in this film? I think this film is going to put Blake Lively on the map, um, especially in, in the cinematic world. I know she's I know she's pretty big in the in the TV world, but mm-hmm. you know she's she's shown that she can hold her own in a film. I think this is definitely a good crossover for her to come into more, um, you know, serious feature-length films. And so I think that's wonderful because she is truly a talented person. So I uh, am super excited about this film because of how unique it is. You know, it's this woman who never ages and it's sort of like this anomaly and no one knows why. And it's this miraculous thing that happens. Um, So how unique did you think the storyline was? Do you think it was, you know, genuinely a very unique thing or is it just kind of gimmicky? Well, the idea of, you know, a tampered aging process, you know, is nothing new. Um, Most notably, it was also done in the curious case of Benjamin Button, Mm -hmm. age backwards. So it's not necessarily the, you know, the aging part. It's, It's the way that, the story moves along. It's the way that her age doesn't doesn't affect her in a negative way. It affects her in a human way. Mm-hmm. It makes her so relatable. Whereas, you know, we can't really relate to Benjamin Button, but we can relate to her. We can relate to having a fear of loss because you know, you know, you know your limitations. So you're you're afraid to connect, therefore you're afraid to lose people. And that's the driving force behind her motivations in this film. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about her character the development over the film and the relationships that she makes with all of the other characters in the film, because I'm sure, I mean, character developments throughout films are, you know, the most important part, but I can definitely see it being a little bit tricky with someone who never ages and can't really grow with the rest of the cast. Well, this film happens, as most films do, it catches the character in the most climactic part of their life, the most interesting part. So mm-hmm. it's interesting how, you know, the film allows us to see the part of life where she changes, where she finally gives in to her, to her temptations that she's been shutting out. When she starts the film, she's very guarded. She's very, you know, keep a distance away from me. I can't, do get, I can't get too close to you. And then as the film develops, she finally learns to just live. She's mm-hmm. been so afraid of living because she knows that she's going to live forever. You know, she knows mm-hmm. she'll never be lost in this world, so she won't let anyone come in. And then to finally see her happy is such a momentous moment. Well, it sounds wonderful. So this film also features Michael Huseman, Harrison Ford, uh, Kathy Baker. How do you think that they did in this film as supporting roles and carrying the movie? Well, I'll say this. Fans of Harrison Ford are going to see him in a completely different light. This is not Han Solo. 
This is not Indiana Jones. This is Harrison Ford and something that's so completely emotional and, and, and natural and deep. It's, it's really great to see his range. Um, per, I think it's his best performance since 42. And then, of course, Ellen Burstyn. Um, you might know her as the daughter from Interstellar as she got older. Mm-hmm. She, she made me tear up at the very end. In just five seconds, she made me tear up. She's such a fantastic actress. I, I love her so much. That's my fanboy rant for the day on that, though. <laughs> well, that sounds wonderful. I'm glad that the cast definitely backed up Blake Lively. And I am, as well, a huge fan of Harrison Ford. I definitely admire his work. So I'm definitely excited to see what he does with his role in this and how he plays it, because I think he's a very versatile actor. You know, he's not just like the crazy action guy that we have seen in his earlier career. So I think it's very cool to watch his characters um grow as he ages and that's very cool to see so talk to me a little bit about the uh visuals in this film because from what i can tell from the trailers it starts off sort of in an earlier period and then it covers a pretty wide span of time so do you think that the cinematography captured that time span i do it's interesting because the film takes place today but the way it the way the film presents the exposition which is the character background it's through flashbacks, you know, and because Adeline has been living such a long time, it takes you from, you know, the roaring 20s to the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. And the way it transitions from the normal cinematography of today to that crisp, golden brown cinematography that's usually shown in flashbacks, it's, it's very beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, I had no idea that it you know, took place in this time period and did flashbacks. I love films like that, so it's very cool that they incorporated that. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking about the films Far From the Maddening Crowd, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Age of Adeline, Maya the B-Movie, and Noble. So right now we have with us Willie, and we are talking about The Age of Adeline. Um, And it seems like an absolutely beautiful film. Talk to me a little bit about the set design and costuming that went into this film. Um, I think for what it is, it's fantastic. Um, in the flashback scenes, you know, depending on the time period, that depends on what they wear. Of course, in the 70s, you have the more loose-fitting, and then, you know, in the 50s, you have more of the, the polka-dot dresses and wigs and whatnot. It's, mm-hmm. it's good for what it is, you know. It's nothing exceptional. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, you know, it's, it's not... It's not Amadeus. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Eighteen hundreds. It, it is what it is, and it's, it doesn't affect it negatively. Wonderful. And talk to me a little bit about the score of the film. It does seem like a very emotional piece, and I know the musical score is very important in carrying across those emotions. The most impressive thing I think about this film is the way it is where it puts its melodramatic moments. It doesn't drown you in them, and when they do come. They come in short segments, but those segments are accompanied by this beautiful score. And the segments are so intense and emotional and so short-lived that, you know, once you get out of it, it's like, wow, you know, what what did I just watch? That's that's great. That's great acting. That's great scoring. That's great filmmaking. It all accompanies each other so very well together. I think sometimes that's the best way to work in intense situations uh, because I think you phrased it very eloquently it didn't drown you in it and I think a lot of times that is the downfall of movies that are you know in their own right wonderful films but sometimes I think 
as filmmakers, people get a little bit carried away with forcing the audience to feel those emotions. So in this case, when they make you feel those emotions, you really hold on to them. Um, so I'm glad that they were able to do it in such a delicate way. Do you have any scenes that were your favorite or that really stood out to you? Um, the very last scene with Ellen Burson, um, when she finally realizes that her mother is going to be happy, she just has this look of relief and this look of you know, exhausted happiness that, you know, that's the part that got me teared up. That stands out in my mind because it's such a, such a great piece of acting. You know, it just stands out to me. Mm -hmm. I think that's remarkable that that's your favorite scene because, you know, it doesn't sound like it has a lot of dialogue or anything, but again, that just speaks to her level of talent, um, Ellen Burstyn, because she was able to, you know, make that your favorite scene just from a look and just from, you know, that, that relief that she portrayed. So I think that's very marvelous. Um, do you have a favorite character? Um, a favorite character, I, I like Adeline, the character. I like how she's written. Um, I love Ellen Burstyn's character. I love what she did with it. I love Harrison Ford's character. Really, those are like the holy trinity of the film mm -hmm. for me. The, the three of them carry the film, and I love all of them pretty equally. Mm -hmm. Well, that's very interesting, especially because Blake Lively is so much younger than um, Harrison Ford and Ellen Burstyn, but I think that's wonderful that they were able to, you know, work together so seamlessly and that you enjoyed them. So who would you recommend this film for? Because it is a drama and a romance, and it is rated PG-13, so it seems like it has a pretty specific crowd, but what are your opinions on that? It's a genre film. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a film that knows who it's going for. It It's not going for the you know, the 14-year-old who's in the comic books and GTA. <laughs> it's, again, it's a date night movie, but I didn't think I'd like it. I'm not really um, a romance drama kind of guy, especially this day and age, but I absolutely love this film. So I'd recommend it for anyone of the ages 14 to 18. Um, you know, and if you're not, you know, you can tell by the trailer if you're going to be into it or not. Mm -hmm. It's one of those films where, you know, if, if it's your genre, you're going to love it. If it's not your genre, you're not going to love it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about The Age of Adeline. Guys, make sure you check it out. It is in theaters now, and I will definitely be seeing it in theaters very soon. Uh, Willie, thank you again so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I had a really great time. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, from Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. a responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later we don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. 
We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We were just talking about the age airline and also events age on far from the Madden crowd. And also, we're going to be talking with Adam here, with Maya, the Bean Adam, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. This movie, hello everyone. First, sorry about me not being polite and saying hello to you guys. Um, Maya to be is like great, and I'm also doing fine. And yeah, basically, it's like a beautiful day, a beautiful day to tell people about how good this movie is. Well, I'm glad that it's a beautiful day, and uh, it's it's we're both in California, so it's a beautiful day here. It's very nice. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about what this movie is about. Well, this movie is about Maya, who from when she was a young, well, I can't call her like a young child, maybe a young buzzer, I guess, <laughs> a young stinging buzzer. Um, she's literally a honeybee, but yeah. Um, she, when the people, the people who work in childcare, I guess, the childcare bees, when they tell her to go to bed, she opens the, the bed thing. She flies her into the open and the royal advisor, she is not nice. She's like, she's like the head of the evil villain in movie club. I mean, <laughs> I'm nine. And I was scared of her. She's, like, crazy. Like, I was like, okay, please don't be queen. Please don't be queen. And Maya meets this bee named Willie. And oh, wow. Willie is shy. He sleeps a lot. Basically, he's like my dad, I guess. Who naps <laughs> a lot. He's, like, napping in class. And, um... The royal advisor, what happens is she takes the royal honey, the royal jelly. Mm, it's making me think of jam. But yeah, she takes the royal jelly and she hides it. But the queen can't really survive without royal jelly. And if I was a queen, I'd pick strawberry jam. But I'm not a queen bee. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that's the story. It's pretty the royal jelly is gone, and Maya has to go look for it. And a bunch of other stuff. I mean, basically, I don't think the production company would be very happy if they tell the whole movie to you. I don't... No, no, let's no. kind of keep it... Let's yeah. keep it some secrets to the audience who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. You really should see it. It's, like, really good. Also, personally, I love the accents. Because, I mean, yeah, in California... It's simple, boring talk. This one, I think it's Australian. And it's like, the basically the voiceover is really interesting. It's like fascinating to me, yeah. Well, it looks like a cute film. I did see, I have not seen this film 
yet, but I have seen the trailer, and it looks like a cute film, and there's some good voice actors in here. So, what would you think about the animation in this film? Oh, this animation, it's really good. It's, like, modern, which is good, because this is not the 1980s. <laughs> it's close to that. Um, and, yeah, and, like, the animation's good. The characters look real. Except one thing. Bees are talking. The only thing I hear is buzz, buzz, bzzz. And then they sting me. I got stung four times. So this movie was, like, kind of scary when I heard it was bee. (laughs) Like, oh, heaven. Is it going to show 3D footage of people getting stung? And yelling, ow, ow, ow. That's what I did. Well... I don't think the move. I don't think the people making this film will like that. And actually, when I saw the trailer, the bees look absolutely adorable. So that's good. So if anyone's afraid of bees, you can check out this film. Yeah, I mean, it conquers your fears of bees because on Sunday I was at my grandma's house and I was planting with her, and there were bees flying, and it was like, "Oh hi, bee! I'm not scared of you." And I think oh. I named every one of them Maya. Well, this film can cure your fear of bees. That's nice. That's a great film. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we're talking about the films Maya and the Bee, Far From the Maddening Crowd, Avengers Age Voltron, and we're going to continue. You got the name talk- wrong. You called it oh. Mayor the Bee. It's not Ma- the city bee. Oh. This is Maya the Bee. Maya the Bee? Well, thank you very much, Adam, for talking. I feel like ta- kids ta- are going to be very disappointed. That's true. Thank you so much for the correction. I don't want to make it mayor of the bee. And we're also talking about eight, we also talked about age of Adeline. So we're going to continue talking about Maya and the bee with Adam. Thank you very much. Maya, this is. Oh Maya, gosh darn it! Thank you very much, Adam. I could not do this review without you. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. I do. It I is think that's sarcasm, no. No, 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 I'm not being sarcastic at all. I couldn't do it without you because I'm not pronouncing it right. My grandma's the queen bee of sarcasm, so I'm pretty used to that. Yeah. So, back to the film. What would you say your favorite character in it is? Oh, my favorite character is Maya animated by Coco Jack Gillies. Don't get it confused with Lily's. But if you sever from in pronouncing G disorder, it's... Gillies, like the fish, Gillies. Gillies. It's not, yeah, what fish be from. And, um, I, because Maya, she's adventurous. She's a free spirit. She has an attitude in a good way. Like, she will not quit. Even if another buzzing person, I mean, another buzzing creature, even the horns don't scare her. All the other bees, even the royal advisor, well, the royal advisor mostly, it's hornets, hornets, let's kill them, let's exterminate them. They're like an exterminator company. And But then Maya steals the royal jelly and they feed it to the queen. And then, then? the queen and my the queen and the head hornet become friends. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, 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 well, let's not spoil, let's not spoil the, fi- the film. Let's, yeah. let's. Shh, let's keep it a secret for the people who haven't seen it yet. Well, they will see it. Well, they will, but they haven't... Well, for the people who haven't seen it yet, let's let's keep it for the people who haven't seen it yet be, with, so we don't give anything away. Yeah. I don't want to, like, 
ruin a theater. I mean, theaters are not El Cheapo, and with the popcorn and butter and well, yummy stuff. Yeah, and movie, movie theaters can be expensive, but they're also a great place to go check out Maya and the Bee. The Bee. Am I wrong? Maya the Bee. Yeah. Wow. Maya the Bee. So I. I feel like people could enjoy this film, and it's a, it looks like a great film. I mean, the animation looks great, and the characters look adorable. But wait, there's one thing. What? If you're a teenager or a parent, and you're taking the kid to see it, it's like, oh, 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 oh. especially teenagers. Parents are good actors. <laughs> they probably get their phone out. Hi, person who I do not know. What's up? If you're like babysitting, but and but for I mean, but for adults, it's like, hi kid, you're awesome. Let's see this movie. And I mean, it's good. I mean, it gives you a little shivers. I mean, it's a hundred degrees in California, and I was shivering like it was zero degrees. That's so how this scary. film is. This film That's is full. Little, this film is targeted to little kids, but uh, so. We know those films. There's, if it's, it knows its audience, and it knows who it's going to target to. So it sounds like a great film. Thank you very much, Adam, for talking about it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a this, great day. You too. This film opens up in theaters May 1st, and so it is out already, so check it out. And it comes out on DVD May 18th. So check it out. You're listening to, you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you too can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Also check us out in Huffington Post Teen Section. You, we, are, we are sponsored by Kidstar. We empower kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kids Start Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish.
Wisp Pops from the Kidstar Album of the Month. 